0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to uh, Cross Deck Novel Idea with me, Dave.
1: And me, Abby.
0: You may remember us for four weeks to have a podcast called Cross the Podcast. It still exists out there with something like 80 episodes, maybe. I think maybe out there. I'm That's amazing. We had, we had quite a few. So you haven't listened to that. It's still out there to listen to it. It's fantastic. That show is very, very random. This one's going to be a little more organized. Well, I mean, it has a plot line. I suppose the last one was just completely random. This actually has like a... We have a purpose this time. Yes. So the premise of this show is this. You remember all the classics you used to read in high school, like Pride and Prejudice or To Kill a Mockingbird or Shakespeare plays, right? So here's the thing. I haven't read them. Abby has. So what a novel idea it would be for us to to go through. I will read a summary and tell Abby what I think is happening. And she can tell me, What's actually happening in the text? Because I feel and like summaries don't do things justice. Exactly.
1: Well. And I'll tell you what you missed by not reading the actual book.
0: Right. So <clears throat> for our first for our first book, we're gonna do Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen.
1: A classic. The classic of classics.
0: So my only knowledge of Pride and Prejudice is a very brooding Colin Firth with a shirt unbutton. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i know of that book and that story and i'm like colin firth you know he is a handsome man so i get it i guess but like i don't understand the whole like love of a brooding person i guess so like that's where we'll have to get into that with this because i don't understand like why you want a brooding man like why is that so sexy to you but apparently it is
1: (laughs) there's so much to dive into here i'm very excited about this
0: me too so I read. So first off, like I'll tell you my initial initial feelings about the book is specifically a less sexy Bridgerton, because the same time period, right? Um.
1: Y- yes. So Bridgerton, obviously, I we are going to talk about Bridgerton a lot. We knew this was going to happen. Um, so let's just start off with it. Yes. Bridgerton takes place in kind of an alternate universe, but still the Regency time, which is yeah around this time as well so we all have that idea of the fashion in our mind and the the country walks to get the fresh air and the courting and yes all of that wonderful stuff
0: right but just it's a lot sexier that's what i think it is like i guess in that show laura bridgerton not laura bridgerton what's the what's the what's the name of the guy Is she um
1: The Duke?
0: The Duke, yes. The Duke is also a very brooding man, but, like, I think he's actually sexy, whereas Colin Firth is kind of like... And I get, like, it's a different... It's a casting issue, not a story issue. But, like, I get, like, the, I can get more like, the brooding, sexy man thing with Bridgerton than I can with what I picture Colin Firth in Prime and Prejudice.
1: This is a audio format obviously but dave can see me clutching my pearls <laughs> in, i can yes in shock um although that is not to say that i don't find the duke very very attractive um i think just about everyone in bridgerton is very very attractive obviously um yeah. but the, the, the Colin Firth at the time was a very attractive person as well and everyone in the Pride and Prejudice that Pride and Prejudice adaptation and subsequent ones are usually very pretty because that is part of a certain character's points is that they are just very pretty
0: okay I will say the other version that has Keira Knightley in it the guy who plays Darcy in that one I think that definitely misses the mark. Like, I can I, I see Colin Firth being handsome, but that guy, whoever the actor is, like, decidedly not handsome.
1: So I suppose the thing that I should say here is the fact that it th- being pretty isn't Darcy's main aspect. So Pride and Prejudice is named basically after the attributes that represent Lizzie Bennet the the main character, and Darcy, the eventual love interest.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I gotcha. Well, let's dive in. So, what I gather is there are four Bennett sisters, and they all want to get, you know, make advantageous marriages, as it were. Um... But they're not having much luck at it, apparently, is what I gather.
1: I wouldn't say that's the main point, but you're not incorrect. I, so one of the things that you will have missed by not reading the actual book are the wonderful quotes. And it opens with a very famous line. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Right? Isn't that just wonderful? And it's true. So in the beginning, it's not so much that they haven't made advantageous marriages yet. It's just that, oh my goodness, Netherfield is being let and I hear he's a single man. With a good fortune, Um, the mother is very excited about the prospects of a single man who is relatively wealthy being in the area when she has several daughters who could be married.
0: Okay, so it's more about okay, I get it, I get it. So yeah, it's kind of where you start off with, I guess, and. Then why can't I find yeah. So like the first like so what I understand was when it was first being released, it was released in three separate parts. So like the readers wouldn't have only would only have had like the like they would have had like waited to like get the rest of the story. So like the first part, like the first release, they kinda had like it was kind of very left a very dour place, it feels like.
1: Um, yeah, I I suppose it might have. Do you know what it ended on? Was that like chapter 10 or?
0: Um, I can tell you what the spark notes said it ended at. Um, yeah. So like it ends at like, like none of the sisters have any chance to get married. It seems like, and Charlotte Lucas marries Mr. Collins apparently.
1: Oh, like,
0: okay. So like Mr. Collin's account seems like he seems like this very like weaselly character what I can gather because he tries to like marry so he can get the, he can inherit the he can he can inherit the Bennett money.
1: Wrong. He's already inheriting the Bennett money. Uh, Mrs. Bennett is trying to marry off one of her daughters to him so that the Bennett house and money will stay in the Bennett family. Um there is a silly rule that. Uh, that was put into Mr. Bennett's will that a male relative would inherit, and unfortunately, he had all girls.
0: Oh, okay, so he's like a cousin or something like that.
1: Yes, yeah, he's he's a distant cousin, I think, oh. of okay. some sort. Um, yeah, and he's he's a um. A parish leader, so kind of like a minister, Um, and he gives these long sermons and basically he proposes to Lizzie, Uh but Lizzie turns him down because that is not the sort of person that she would be happy with and she would rather be alone.
0: Also, the related was kind of gross.
1: Yeah, it would. It would, It wouldn't have been that gross at the time. It was a thing that happened, but yes, now it would be gross. And Mr. Collins is gross. He's he does gross. have a thing for potatoes, though. He loves boiled potatoes.
0: It tracks, I suppose. The uh, there's a running joke that like English food didn't get any kind of flavor until they went over to India, which.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: I wouldn't know, but you know,
1: one of the favorite cuisines in the UK is is a good curry.
0: Oh, okay. So anyways, so we open up with about um, the five the five daughters uh, who are Jane, Elizabeth, Mary, Kitty and Lydia. And that goes from oldest to youngest. It does. So, like the main character of the whole book is the second oldest. Yes. So, right, and um, so you said this, so. There's this this is Mandy and Charles ben, Bingley. Bingley, Benj- yeah, I guess it's Bingley because the G. Bingley. In the yes, yeah.
1: Miss, Mr. Bingley.
0: So he has moved into a nearby manor. Um,
1: Netherfield. Netherfield right. has been let. It's very exciting.
0: Yeah. So he's a. Eligible bachelor, and he's nearby. Um, so then their dad takes a visit to this Mr. Bing- Bing- Bingley.
1: So Mrs. Bennett, the mum of the family, has been going on and on and on and on and on about how there's a new single man in the area. And they won't be able to be introduced to him because Mr. Bennett hasn't gone to meet him. Um, and there's this whole thing. She's a very dramatic character. She quite often is like, oh, think of my poor nerves. It's, it's uh, very much that. Um,
0: okay.
1: But Mr. Bennett, who is very smart and has to put up with a lot of nonsense, has in fact gone around to introduce himself um, and invite Mr. Bingley over.
0: Okay. So... Then they go a ball where he's yes. taking with Jane, the oldest yes. of the Bennett sisters. And while they're there, they're dancing, spending a lot of time, so that's like they're hitting it off. And in the process, Mr. Darcy, our main antagonist of this whole thing, is also there. And um, he's less pleased with being there. And he's forced to dance with Elizabeth, or he refuses to dance with Elizabeth, which makes think think he's arrogant. Um, and obnoxious, which you know, I suppose that's true if you don't want to dance with a lady. You know, yes.
1: And this is again where you miss such wonderful quotes. Um, this is Mr. Darcy to Mr. Bingley about Lizzie. She is tolerable, but not handsome enough to tempt me.
0: Who calls a woman handsome?
1: It's again the language of the time.
0: Mm. That's fair. I mean, I guess it's still a compliment. You're handsome. It is,
1: yes, yes. But she was not pretty enough to tempt him into dancing, and he wasn't in the mood for dancing. He's also not the antagonist, but this is highly amusing, so we'll run with it.
0: He, so he, he does remind me a lot of the Duke from the Bridgerton. Like they do have a lot of similarities.
1: I wonder why.
0: I do wonder why. So anyways, though, over the weeks, Mr. Darcy gets increasingly attracted to Elizabeth's charm and intelligence. So, like, he also had this initial, like, she's not handsome enough. But, like, he's like, okay, like, maybe she has some appeal.
1: Yes and no. So, because... The the big thing that happens around this time is that it's obvious that Mr. Bingley... Loves Jane and Jane loves Mister Bingley, but because of the rules around courting, and and everything, um, and and just kind of society at the time, Jane is is somewhat reserved with her expressions of of affection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she enjoys time with Mister Bingley and spends it with him and everything. But doesn't necessarily show a lot of affection. Um, and one day, she goes to visit him, and her mother will not let her take the carriage, so she walks. And unfortunately, it rains. And like myself, Jane is 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 just one of those people that if if they're out in the rain for too long, they may catch their death of a cold. Uh-huh. So she catches a cold, and Bingley hosts her at his house because she's too unwell to walk all the way back to. So
0: two her house. questions: yes, one, why won't her sister, her mother, let her take the carriage, and two, how far is this walk between these two houses?
1: It was a couple of miles. Okay. So English countryside, just fields and such, um, and. Her mother wanted her to turn up there with rosy cheeks, looking lovely and fresh, and yeah.
0: I feel like having a walk. I mean, what time of year is this?
1: That's a good question. I think it's it's springtime, summer.
0: Well, like she's not gonna be fresh. She's gonna be sweaty. So, like, her mother's idea is not super great.
1: No, her mother's ideas are never super great. Throughout this whole book, her mother is foolish.
0: Fair. So she gets sick. So she, yes. she has to stay there with him at his mansion. But nothing and, happens. Cause no, exactly.
1: It's... But Lizzie comes to visit and help nurse her back to health, which is why she and Darcy are around each other a bit more. But I wouldn't necessarily say that they warm up to each other at this point.
0: Okay. Um, well, sorry, it makes sound like they do, but I digress. You read the, you read the text, and that's fine. It, it definitely seems like if a man's like, oh, no, thank you, he wouldn't warm up to her that fast. It's just the interaction—it seems like he would be much more standoffish still. C- considering his initial reaction to meeting her, I just don't think like it would go that fast. But um, apparently, though, so while Lizzie is there, she meets Bingley's sister, yes. who is very snobbish. Yes. Um, who apparently is also pursuing Mister Darcy. So yes. That's gonna be a biting hand if, like, you know, doesn't necessarily want Darcy. Um, this woman could perceive her as a threat because, she, you know, she's he, handsome—not handsome enough, but still handsome—and that's gonna be an issue, right? For uh, another, especially since, like, you know, Darcy's her brother's friend, so like, that's much. Like, it's kind of almost like, a, like a back then, it's kind of already like an in right? Like you're already friends with.
1: Yes, very much so. And, yeah. and Miss, Miss Bingley takes advantage of her position in knowing Mr. Darcy in that way. And we'll often talk of his sister asking after his sister and other little things about his life that Lizzie doesn't know to kind of show that she knows him more.
0: Does Miss Bingley have a name? A first name?
1: Caroline, I believe.
0: Is she is she handsome? Do we ever get a description of how she looks?
1: I don't know that we get a specific description, but I think she's supposed to be quite pretty. Okay. And well to do because Mr. Bingley has money.
0: Sure. So like how are the are the better to have money just less money? Like what's yes. the situation? Yeah.
1: Yes. So they have less money. They're 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 okay. I would say they're they're middle class, but they Listen. obviously have a lot of children, all of them female, and they mm. need to marry well in order to have a comfortable
0: life. Okay, now none of these people in these books, none of them are part of the. Is that an actual term, the gatton? Is that an, is that an actual real word, or it's something they have in Bridgerton? What? Whatever, like. Are any of the people in this book like, of like, upper oh, of class? the
1: ton of the of the town? Um, oh. Sorry, it took me a while to understand what you were saying because the ton is is like yeah. Um, so bad. yes, Mister Darcy and Mister Bingley are far more upper class. Mister Darcy especially. When we get to talk about Pemberley, oh oh Pemberley, you'll get more of an idea of how wealthy Mister Darcy is.
0: Okay, so eventually Jen gets better, and her and Lizzie return home, and find this naive Mr. Collins there. Yes, um, who is going to inherit their father's land because the male heir rule, which is stupid. And but it's 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 eighteen eighteen hundreds England, so obviously misogyny is, you know, kind of out the whole thing. So it makes sense, but um, he's described as a pompous fool. It seems like a very good descriptor for somebody like he that.
1: He is. He is a pompous fool. He's. He's very full of words and praise for his his uh, benefactress. I, I can't remember ex- exactly what he calls her, um, but yes, he has a very wealthy neighbor, basically, who is a huge patron of his parish.
0: So he proposes to Lizzie uh, because he's quite in with them, even though they're, they're his cousins. That's whatever. I understand it's the time, but it's still ew gross. Yes. Uh, but she turns him down and wounds his pride depressed, but she probably doesn't have much pride if he's, you know, pompous. Well, I guess actually pompous doesn't mean you have a lot of pride, over pride actually. But she wounds his pride, apparently. And um Never works out great for people, I suppose. When they get the pride wounded, they get easily very defensive. But again, it's all I get about him in this situation, so I don't know how else he reacts. Um, but apparently, at the same time, there's a bunch of militia officers stationed nearby in a town, and the Bennet girl is quite, quite, quite friendly with them. Apparently, yes. Among them is a man named Wickham, who is handsome. Yes who is friendly to Elizabeth and Lizzie and tells her how Darcy is cruel and cheated him out of the inheritance.
1: Yes. So we're going to have to circle back a, a few seconds here because once again, you are missing the wonderful text in itself. When uh, Mr. Collins is proposing to Lizzie, it's it's a wonderful conversation because it again, the rules of courting are very interesting here, but most of the time, people are chaperoned mm-hmm. when, when they're courting. But when it comes time to, like, ask for their hand in marriage, they obviously want to be alone. So there's this wonderful scene where they're all in the sitting room. I think it's the sitting room. And Mrs. Bennett's like, come now, children, let us leave the room. No, Lizzie, you stay there. And Lizzie's like, please don't leave me. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. I know what's gonna <laughs> happen and I don't want it to. But of <laughs> course, unfortunately, all of her sisters get dragged away. And Mr. Collins proposes and um she refuses. And then he's like, Oh, I understand it's it's a thing that you females do to kind of show your honor. You refused the first time. Let me make this proposal to you again. (laughs) And she, she says, I thank you again and again for the honor you have done me in your proposals, but to accept them is absolutely impossible. My feelings in every respect forbid it. Can I speak plainer? Do not consider me now as an elegant female intending to plague you, but as a rational creature speaking the truth from her heart.
0: Ooh. That right? is good.
1: So good. And it's 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 funny because obviously her mother is very upset that she's refusing to marry Mr. Collins. Um, and so she she flies off the handle about it. Um, but Lizzie is, goes to speak to her father because she's her father's favorite child. And her father says, an unhappy alternative is before you, Elizabeth. From this day, you must be stranger to one of your parents. Your mother will never see you again if you do not marry Mr. Collins, and I will never see you again if you do. Ooh. So obviously she's following her heart and she doesn't want to marry Mr. Collins. Um, but yes, so then we we fast forward and we meet George Wickham, a handsome man in the militia who becomes friends with with Lizzie and is very fond of the Bennett sisters.
0: I'm guessing they're all pretty handsome as far as it goes. So.
1: George Wickham is generally depicted as quite handsome.
0: So we are we heading the winter, and um, Bingley and Darcy leave Netherfield and return to London, much to Jane's dismay. So Jane clearly is all in on the Bingley train. Um, she wants that wants the Bingley, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, she's very much in love with Bingley.
0: So then, shock arrives when Mister Collin is that snidely person is engaged to a charlotte lucas
1: who is lizzie's best friend
0: and poor daughter of a local knight okay a knight it's not the middle ages anymore
1: no but people are still bestowed honors by the royal family and so a knight at this point would be like like an honor almost like a sir
0: but there's no money involved because it's a poor daughter, or are they say poor daughter in the sense they're of like- not
1: very wealthy. No.
0: Okay. So anyway, Charlotte, who is Lizzie's best friend, tells her she's getting older and needs to match for financial reasons. Um, so they get married, and then Elizabeth- Lizzie promises to visit them at their new home. Yeah. Um, so like, is li- I mean I can't imagine Lizzie's mad at this because she didn't want to marry him. So.
1: She's not mad. She is concerned that her friend will not be happy because Lizzie cannot imagine being married for any reason other than love. In that way, she's very privileged. Um, okay. And it's mostly the pressure from her mother that is forcing her to think about marriage, but she won't marry unless she loves the man, which is why she won't marry Mr. Collins, even though he has a decent amount of money and could keep her comfortable. Charlotte Lucas doesn't have that privilege. She has to think about her future. And she finds Mr. Collins tolerable. He's Okay. okay. She can live with him. She can see making a life with him. Um and being comfortable in this life, being looked after that is what is important for her. So um, and she's also she's twenty seven, which is
0: old back then
1: old back then for not being married and she sure. has no other prospects and she is scared, Lizzie. I am scared. there's a wonderful quote as well. it's quite funny.
0: is this the story where you, you all hear that quote where it says I'm oh it must be it so she's 27 I'm 27, it is. I'm no, 27
1: pros- no prospects no money and I am scared
0: <laughs> oh yes that's a good one
1: yes okay. it's quite a fun out of context meme because it's quite relatable
0: so you say how Lizzie wants to marry for love do her parents have a loving marriage then is that what she cause they model that is that why or she just is a dreamer in general
1: uh a bit of both um Her parents were not a love match, I don't think, but they have learned to love each other. And Mr. Bennett has been very good at teaching his daughters so they can read and write and everything. Um, And she has a great admiration for that. And growing up in a house full of love like that, because she also loves her sisters, that she doesn't. She doesn't want kind of a cold existence where she would be shut into something. She also didn't, she didn't want to be like a a minister's wife.
0: Okay. That's fair. So back to, so it's winter and then Bingley and Darcy leave. Quite
1: unexpectedly. Yes.
0: Okay. So it's unexpectedly. Yes. Um, and then, so Jane visits the city to see friends, hoping she also might see Mister Bingley. But she meets his sister instead, who behaves rudely, and the Mister never visits at all. At this point in the book, uh, which is a good place for us to stop this episode, actually, um, they feel like there's no prospects for any of girls to get married. Even though we have, we don't have any mention of the two younger the two younger sisters at all. All we really get is just so far as really we get Jane and Lizzie. There, are two have not been mentioned at least in the summary. Yes.
1: Um, Um. So Jane and Lizzie are uh, the they're they're the closest in age. They're the closest in terms of like friendship. The the youngest three sisters um, we don't really hear much about yet. So there is quite a lot of mention of them when talking about the militia. They love to go and see the soldier boys. They love to dance with the soldier boys and hang out with them. So, uh, especially Kitty and Lydia. Mary is a bit more studious. Mary likes her books and her piano.
0: Sidebar: Isn't Mary also the Bridgerton daughter who, sister, who is also very much interested in men and more interested in her learning and her poetry?
1: No, that's Eloise. Because oh. all of the Bridgerton children's name go in alphabetical order, and they did not get to
0: M. Oh, okay.
1: Did you not that- notice all of their names are in alphabetical order?
0: No, I did not. by,
1: by age, yeah, so Anthony, Benedict, um, uh, Colin, um, Daphne, Eloise. I, I don't there's a hyacinth in there as well. Those are i I haven't read Bridgerton. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while either, but yeah, they're all in alphabetical order. I think I Hyacinth know. might be the youngest.
0: She might be. There's another boy, though, too.
1: Yeah, is it George? It begins with a G.
0: I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it.
1: Yeah, same.
0: So good, though. So good. It is fun. It makes you, me makes you blush every time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, it, it reminds me very much of Pride and Prejudice and this <laughs> wonderful Regency world and the promenading and the courting and all of this. Just, oh, I love it. It's great fun.
0: Well, it's a great first episode, everybody. So, like what we're gonna do is basically gonna up the books and the parts. So, this is the first part here. We're kind to of, next episode, we're gonna go, go on the next part of Pride Prejudice. And eventually we're gonna make a way to watch the movies, which I've also never seen. Oh
1: you're in for a treat.
0: So she says. Um we're just gonna watch two of them, I think. Just, just we'll watch the miniseries series of Colin Firth and the movie that yes. has Keira Knightley in it. Yes. There's way more annotations than that, but we can't watch them all because there so-
1: are And we I I might touch a bit on a few other adaptations.
0: Sure. That is that is fine. I'm not gonna watch more than that though.
1: That's Um, fine.
0: That is fine. But so I hope you enjoyed this and you stay tuned for next episode when we launch into the next part of this book, which is gonna get I feel like it's gonna get a little bit it's gonna get more scandalous. Oh it will. Um so yeah. So thanks for joining with it with us and hopefully again also if you ever watch our old podcast, it's called Cross the Podcast, give it a listen. We had some little gems in there at some t- sometimes really, we, we had oh, some, there episodes. are yeah. there some good gems out there. Some great episodes. We all We went to the episode about how the history of underwear.
1: Yes. Um, that was a good one.
0: And we did one about history of, um,
1: we did the Regency as well.
0: We did. And we did one about the history of wardrobe malfunctions.
1: Wardrobe malfunctions. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was fun.
0: That was fun. You can imagine how many episodes have been in history.
1: <laughs>
0: Truly. But anyways, so for Dave and Abby. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Bye. I used to say cheerio.